Hello, leaders. Welcome to this episode of the Practical Leadership Cast, where I'll be talking about some leadership resources. I'm going to include reviews, positive and negative, about leadership resources that I've got experience with. I'm going to start some podcasts. First, HBR IdeaCast. Most of the episodes are too high level to be useful to many leaders. For example, the last four episodes were all about AI. Some episodes are useful. For example, I've been using the monkey and pedestal metaphor since I listened to the Moonshot Innovation episode. The next podcast I want to talk about is Coaching Real Leaders with Muriel Wilkins. Muriel Wilkins coaches a different leader in every podcast. I value almost every episode. Some of them I pause to consider how I might coach the leader being interviewed. The episodes I'm less interested in are with leaders I tend to have trouble empathizing with. The next podcast is Greater Than Code. They seem to be on hiatus right now, possibly forever. While the hosts and guests are in the software industry, the topics feel fairly accessible. Not a leadership podcast per se, but most episodes discuss the importance of empathy and belonging in the workplace. The next podcast is Dear HBR. They haven't posted an episode since 2020. Each episode covers a specific topic and then dives into answering questions listeners have asked. I found the topics very relevant to challenges I was facing at work. The next podcast is Code Switch. It dives into challenges that people of color face in the U.S. It helps me understand those challenges that others encounter. The next podcast is Work Life with Adam Grant. I find this podcast entertaining. At times, they get into philosophical challenges at work, but lately, it feels like the content is about interviewing celebrities that don't often have many insights that are relevant to leaders or the workplace. The next podcast is the Maxwell Leadership Podcast. While I've enjoyed one of John Maxwell's books, I ultimately realized that his evangelical religious goals are the heart of his work. I stopped listening to this about a decade ago. The next podcast is Leading with Empathy and Allyship. It's got great conversations between the hosts and guests about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. When the host began promoting her book, she flooded the stream with episodes rehashing old topics and their relevance to her book, which caused me to only listen to episodes that seem to have new content. Now I'm going to talk about books. Good to Great by Jim Collins. I gave this a 3.0 out of 5. This book shows why some companies excel where other companies flounder. This book introduced me to the concept of the Stockdale Principle, which I've adopted as part of my philosophy. The next book is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. I gave it a 5-star review. This is a phenomenal book on self-improvement, time management, and personal relations. This book touches lightly on ethics and organizational leadership. He did a great job describing synergy and social capital. I often coach people on the importance of important, non-urgent work using his four quadrants as an illustration. At some point, I might do a whole episode on this book. Ethics 101 by John C. Maxwell. I gave this a four-star rating. I read this in 2010, and there weren't many ethics books for leaders at the time. Leadership 101, What Every Leader Needs to Know by John C. Maxwell. 
I didn't actually rate this because I never finished it. I'd enjoyed Ethics 101, but realized that his writing offers platitudes. The quick and easy way to effective speaking by Dale Carnegie and Dorothy Carnegie. I gave this a four-star review. It's a good guide for a beginning public speaker. Becoming a Manager, How New Managers Master the Challenges of Leadership by Linda A. Hill. I gave this a five-star review. It's a brilliant review of the challenges new managers face. I read this a decade too late for me, but it helped remind me of when I faced those issues. I've recommended this book to several new managers and people thinking about going into management. Radical Candor, Be a Kick-Ass Boss Without Losing Your Humanity by Kim Malone Scott. I gave this a four-star review. Sadly, I've lost my notes on the book. I agree that it's critical to give feedback. I think author pushes for feedback that can be so brutal that it becomes ineffective. I think the author has bought too much into a hero culture in the tech paradigm. Strengths-Based Leadership, Great Leaders, Teams, and Why People Follow by Tom Roth. I didn't rate this. I don't remember much about this book, except that despite buying it, I never finished it. It's based on research around Gallup's Strength Finder and discusses how to lean into your strengths as a leader and help employees use their strengths to flourish. The Leader in You, How to Win Friends, Influence People, and Succeed in a Changing World by Dale Carnegie. I gave this a five-star review. It was published in 93. The thing that has always stuck with me about this book is a story he gives about how correcting somebody in public about something that doesn't matter, in the example, attributing a quote to the wrong author, hurts the social capital of you and the person you corrected for almost no gain. The Autobiography of Benjamin Franklin. I gave it four stars. Well, he certainly did some very problematic things, for example, owning and taking part in the slave trade, he did later in life become an abolitionist. He wrote this as a way of passing on leadership advice. I found it fascinating to read about his interests and motivations. Socratic Logic, a logic text using Socratic method, Platonic questions, and Aristotelian principles by Peter Kreft. I gave this a two-star review. I think it's valuable to understand the Socratic method as a method to better find the truth. I rated this low for two reasons. First, it's very boring, which I guess is unsurprising due to the subject, but also because the author really pushed his Christian views on the reader. Guild Leadership by Jean Rezvani. Four stars. The author led groups in video games and also led IT teams professionally. His insights in the parallels of leadership in an online game and IT teams are fun to read. He gives all proceeds from the book to a scholarship program. Recruit or Die, How Any Business Can Beat the Big Guys in the War for Young Talent by Chris Resto, Ramit Sethi, Ian Ibarra. Four stars. A great book on the topic of recruiting early career talent most important tip that stuck with me is that if you want your internship program to be a recruitment pipeline, you must give your interns meaningful work. A revelation I still find alarming is that 
At the time this was written, college students were so competitive that in a survey about how a popular reality show gave the winner an opportunity to have the runner-up also win, the students overwhelmingly agreed that the winner made the right decision in being the only winner. Peopleware, Productive Projects and Teams by Tom DeMarco, three stars. This was written originally in 87 and updated in 2003, so very oriented to pre-pandemic office life. It talks about ways to optimize an office to minimize disruption for knowledge workers, which is critical for creating a flow state. It also talks about pre-Google office ideas to optimize group conversations. A good read if you have teams that prefer the office. Synchronicity, The Inner Path of Leadership by Joseph Jaworski. I gave this 2.75 stars. It was mostly full of platitudes about how wishful thinking can help you achieve success. Team Secrets of the Navy Seals by Robert Needham. I gave this 3.75 stars. Had a lot of useful ideas on the importance of team identity and relying on each other. It also gave a look into how command and control organizations operate. If Disney ran your hospital, nine and a half things you would do differently by Fred Lee. I gave this four stars. While this book is about applying ideas that Disney, from Disney to improve patient satisfaction, these ideas are useful to all customer-centric businesses. Now I've got a section dedicated for books relating to psychology. So the first psychology-related book is... The New Psychology of Leadership by Alexander Haslam. I give this a five-star review. This is my all-time favorite psychology book. The information here is all based on well-documented and studied patterns of behavior. My biggest takeaway from this was how critical it is to get people to consider more people as part of their in-group. Sources of Power by Gary Klein. gave this four stars. This book reveals the results of psychological studies about decision-making, which is a critical part of being a leader. The Art of Power by Thich Nhat Hanh. I gave this five stars. It's an excellent book on ethical leadership and balance based on Buddhist philosophy. I think it's an excellent counterpoint to books like The Art of War that focuses on scarcity mentality. Speaking of The Art of War, The Art of War by Sun Tzu. I gave it two stars. Long before Machiavelli, there was Sun Tzu, a book proclaiming how those with a scarcity mentality can win by any means. Psychology of Computer Programming by Gerald Weinberg. I gave this three stars. If you work in software, this is a valuable book to read. The ideas from it are timeless. It talks about the psychological challenges developers face and ways to potentially overcome them. A lot of people think of software development as a science, and yet developers often prefer following trends rather than doing research to make decisions. The reason I rated this low is that if you don't identify as male, you might find this book triggering due to misogyny from the author's biases. The Bonobo and the Atheist, In Search of Humanism Among the Primates by Franz de Waal. Four stars. The book is important when considering human motivation and ethics. While some do feel motivated by spiritual reasons to be ethical, those without spiritual beliefs are also shown to be motivated to be ethical. Flow, The Psychology of Up 
Optimal Experience by Malahi Siskizentimalai. Sorry, I just ruined your name there. 2.25 stars. Almost all of the people he cites are men. It took all until his fifth subject to mention a female subject. He calls Jefferson and Mao statesmen. He says some racist and Islamic phobic stuff. I think this book has some value, but you have to wade through his philosophy that has no basis in his research. And keep in mind, he has a ton of bias. At one point, he says that rape may not be distinguishable from a loving encounter. Andy Fragile, Things That Gain from Disorder by Nassim Nicholas Tlaib. Four stars. Every time I run, I think about this book, specifically how it uses the metaphor of the danger to humans because our bodies aren't able to handle running on natural surfaces if we mostly run on pavement. It talks about how to think beyond the happy path for the outliers that could destroy your product or service if you don't plan for it. The Invisible Gorilla and Other Ways Our Intentions Deceive Us by Christopher Chabri. Four stars. An insightful work about how our attention can be so focused that we miss critical information. A mind of its own. How your brain distorts and deceives by Cordelia Fine. I didn't rate this one because I didn't finish the book. I didn't find the content compelling. Groupthink. Psychological Studies of Policy Decisions and Fiascos by Irving Janis. Four stars. There are meetings that happen just like this every day in all parts of the world. In fact, this appears to have happened during the Watergate cover-up attempts. Irving Jones quoted White House aide John Ehrlichman as saying, one necessarily regrets not having said the word that would have deflected the course of history. While conspirators thought it was a bad idea, they were scared to say something. The conspirators did not want to upset Nixon, and also because nobody else contradicted him. Now I've got a section of books on diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging. The first book is Excluded, Making Feminist and Queer Movements More Inclusive by Julia Serrano. Five stars. It's great to get some historical perspective on trans exclusion. I didn't know how bad it was, just how bad it is, until I read this. Lean In, Women, Work, and the Will to Lead by Sheryl Sandberg, four stars. I had suggested it to a woman in my group many years ago and thought I should really read it since I was recommending it to people. It goes far deeper and more personal than her TED Talk. This book isn't just for people in tech. Most of it applies to any corporate job. Lean Out, The Struggle of Gender Equality in Tech and Startup Culture by Alyssa Shavinsky, five stars. Lean In felt empowering in some ways. Thinking of my time as a single mother of two, it also seemed to miss the needs of many. We can't all lean in, and we shouldn't have to. Even before reading this, I had become disillusioned with many of the giant tech companies that say they are working on diversity. Invisible Women, Data Bias in a World Designed for Men by Carolyn Credo Perez. I gave this one star. Well, I like what Carolyn Credo Perez said in her 99% Invisible interview. I discovered as I started to read her book, Invisible Women, she completely omits intersex and non-binary people. Well, it turns out the author is a turf and is also racist. I absolutely cannot support a book about bias by someone who has so much bias. The following books are related to incident management and prevention. 
Root Cause Analysis, The Core Problem Solving and Corrective Action by Duke Oaks. I gave this four stars. It gives a really great overview of how to use the five whys and to try to find the heart of what caused an issue or incident. Disaster Response and Recovery Strategies and Tactics for Resilience by David E. McIntyre. I gave this 3.25 stars. This is a very detailed guide for disaster response teams that is probably used for some related college courses. While ideas from this book can be applied to companies that have incidents, it's a little dense for people not specifically interested in disaster response and recovery. Checklist Manifesto, How to Get Things Right by Atul Gawande, four stars. Every business has to find the right balance between too much process and too little. This book shows how the author was part of a team of surgeons that, through several iterations, made a surgical checklist that has been proven to improve medical outcomes. Better, a surgeon's note on performance. Also by Atul Gawande. 3.75 stars. Hospitals were historically conditioned to hide the circumstances around failures to limit legal liability. Those protective systems prevented hospitals from creating an environment of psychological safety where all staff could equally give voice to issues and lift up ideas for improvement. This book talks about the author's work to improve outcomes by reducing communication friction. Why Hospitals Should Fly, The Ultimate Flight Plan to Patient Safety and Quality Care by John J. Nance. I gave this four stars. Decades before hospitals started to rethink their methods of improving, the airline industry was facing a similar set of issues. To overcome, the airline industry introduced international standards that reduced confusion. They also introduced runbooks for pilots to use during a disaster. The author talks about how similar improvements can be made, especially at hospitals. Just Culture, Balancing Safety and Accountability by Sidney Decker. Three stars. This book urges companies to transform from a culture of blaming to a culture of humility. This is useful for any company that wants to reduce mistakes. And the last section of books is computer science-oriented books, technology-related books. The first is Brotopia. Breaking Up the Boys Club of Silicon Valley by Emily Chang. Five stars. Excellent book covering the history of sexism in tech. It gives great detail about how the issue has gone unresolved for so long. It discusses some of the positive steps people are trying to make. I think this should be required reading for CS students. The Phoenix Project, a novel about IT, DevOps, and helping your business win by George Spafford, Gene Kim, and Kevin Baer. 3.75 stars. It's kind of slow-paced for a work of fiction, even if it's meant to teach the value of DevOps. Worth reading if you want to think about lean or DevOps principles to improve your business. Accelerate Building and Scaling High-Performing Technology Organizations by Jez Humble, Gene Kim, and Nicole Forsgren. Four stars. I found myself a bit more critical of this than earlier works by the same authors. It did lead to several provocative conversations, many in a mentoring capacity, about areas that can be improved on. The book proposes a set of criteria to rate a software team's success. Applied Software Project Management by Andrew Stellman, Jennifer Green. Three stars. This is a pre-agile approach to developing software, which is still useful for Greenfield, Rewrite, and massive epics that span months or years. 
Essential Scrum, a practical guide to the most popular agile process by Kenneth Rubin. Four stars. My first resource on Scrum. While some things are a bit outdated, it was still a good introduction on how and why to implement Scrum. From this, I helped implement Scrum across an 800-person engineering division. Thanks for listening to the Practical Leadership Cast. Please subscribe, rate, and share the podcast. Become part of the conversation by joining our Discord server. The opening music is Like a Prism by Maya Jisama. The closing song is Something About You by Marilyn Ford. Until next time, goodbye. There's something, there's something about you and I can't let go. Something